And man, this is probably arguably the hottest topic in the NFL right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. We are close to playoffs and obviously the playoffs is going to be the main topic of conversation coming up. But right now, as of today, I really can't find a more polarizing question than what we have right now at the bottom ticker. And that question is, what should the Bears do with the draft's number one overall pick? Fortunately, well, fortunately for them, they have the option because the Panthers, you know, have that pick and they own the Panthers pick from that Bryce Young, you know, um, trade or that trade for Bryce Young. So, um, Zach, the mic is yours to kick us off. Yeah, well, so let me start off by saying this, right? I thought Sunday in Chicago against the Falcons was a great moment for Justin Fields that he deserved. Like he has been through a lot uh, since he was drafted by the Chicago Bears. And I'm still convinced, like if he was drafted into a better situation, I I think his time in Chicago or wherever he would have went would have probably turned out much different. But the thing that makes this topic so intriguing to me, and I'm sure to you and everyone else listening as well, is we've literally never seen a situation like this before, right? I think if the Bears didn't have the number one pick, it would be a no-brainer, right? You bring back Matt Eberflus, you bring back Justin Fields, and you continue to build uh, on what you've done the last couple weeks, and that's been playing pretty good football. Like, if the season would have started, you know, week nine, week 10, the Bears are one of the better teams in the league uh, right now. So they've really uh, done a good job turning their season around. I think they deserve credit for that. But we've literally... Never seen a situation like this before. It's it's unprecedented. Like, we've seen a team like uh, the Browns have the number one pick in back-to-back years, but that was because in that two-year span, they went, like, one in 31. Like, they won one game in two years. But the Bears, they have Carolina's pick, like you mentioned. And here's the thing, right? As much as I love Justin Fields, I just have a a very tough time believing that you're going to pass on – a quarterback with the number one pick for the second year in a row, especially when you're Ryan Poles and you didn't even draft Justin Fields. And I understand that Caleb Williams has plenty of question marks that we've discussed on this show, but I just think his ceiling is so high. And if it does work out, he could take you places that the bears have not been since 1985. But I think the thing that really could throw a wrench into these things, Lil is, and I don't know if this is like, it's it's not definitely official yet, but Ian Rappaport uh, had a, a, a rap sheet. He had a report the other day that the Bears are kind of leaning towards bringing back Matt Eberflus. And I kind of get why, right? Like they've been playing much better football, especially on the defensive side of the ball over the course of the last couple of weeks. If we remember early on in the season, they had that whole uh, mysterious issue with Allen Williams and their defensive coordinator and him leaving uh, actually had a positive effect. Like their defense has been much better since Eberflus really started running things. But I think if you bring back Eberflus, like you have to bring back Fields because we saw with Mitch Trubisky, I think his development was kind of ruined a little bit because they decided to bring back John Fox and Dow Loggins as his offensive coordinator instead of hiring like a young offensive mind. But then that also raises the question, like, do you bring Luke Getze back, who I'm not particularly a fan of, but do you want Fields to learn a new offense? Like there are just so many unopened doors here. And I like Justin Fields a lot. I'll say it right now. If the Bears do decide to move on from him, I will be buying stock in wherever he goes next year. I I think a change of scenery would be good for him. But I understand why there are a lot of Bears fans that really want him back. I think the other thing too, Will, and I'm going to pull up their schedule right now. I'm not trying to discredit the Bears in any way because they've played 
really good football over the course of the last couple of weeks. But if if you look at uh, some of their wins so far this season, and they're sitting at seven and nine right now, they have a chance with a win on Sunday at Lambeau Field. They could finish eight and nine. They're four and one in their last five games. Like if you look at their wins, they beat the Washington Commanders. Okay, they beat the Raiders when uh, they were starting Brian Hoyer. They beat uh, the Panthers. They beat the Vikings 12-10 after Kirk Cousins got hurt. They beat the Lions, outdoor Jared Goff. We know the deal with that. That game was in Chicago. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Falcons yesterday. Like, there hasn't really been a signature moment, like a signature win. Fields played great, but I think things could really change, and I think this game on Sunday in Lambeau Field against the Packers with Green Bay playing for a playoff spot, what a storyline. If Justin Fields could go into Lambeau Field and beat the Packers to knock them out of a playoff spot, I might just feel like the Bears management would say, you know what, like we have the little brother syndrome with the Packers. By the way, Jordan Love, uh, props to him. He's thrown 30 touchdowns this season, something a Bears quarterback has never done. Like it literally took him one year in the league to do something that a Bears quarterback has never done. But if Chicago could go into Green Bay and win on Sunday, I think that could definitely affect their decision. And I'm not saying that's the right or wrong move. I think I would take Caleb Williams just because I don't think you could pass on a quarterback with the number one pick two years in a row unless you're a thousand percent sure that Justin Fields could be the guy that takes you to the promised land. But man, this is just such an intriguing decision. And I think the final lesson I would say is it's very important to have all of your key guys, like your quarterback, your GM, and your head coach on the same timeline, because I think Justin Fields was destined to fail in Chicago the minute that it was Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy that drafted him because they fired Matt Nagy the next year. They brought in a, a GM that didn't draft Justin Fields. Ryan Poles, he kept Fields for one year, but I don't think he's going to be able to do that again. I do think Caleb Williams is going to end up being a Chicago Bear, but that could change after Sunday. Who knows? I, I think this is such an intriguing topic. It is. And it's a very tough topic because as we both were planning for today's show, trust me, I had, uh, you know, this was a topic that I had in my mind from about two weeks now. And I had two weeks to really come up with an answer. And it's really a game time decision for me. Like, it's really like I'm going to have to talk myself through it. That's how polarizing it is because I still don't even know where I really want to go. I guess I'm going to have to talk myself really and truly into it because, um, when you look at Caleb Williams for a second, right, before I talk about Justin Fields, you know, we do have to realize that he does play in one of the most quarterback-friendly offenses in college football in um, Lincoln Riley's system. We all know that um, Miller Moss threw for 374 yards um, and, and six touchdowns in the bowl game that Caleb Williams opted to sit out, and that's one of the reasons why I was not a fan of that because I understand that it's – really not worth anything because it's not a big high profile new year six bowl but at the same time like you allowed another quarterback to really kind of have us questioning whether or not you are a system quarterback now i told you off air i don't believe in the term system quarterback i do believe that all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks they have to be in the right system for them to succeed right you can't write a guy or write a guy who's known for rpos and won the rest coast offense, like how Kyle Shanahan did with Trey Lance. Can't do that. It's not going to work, right? So I do think all quarterbacks are system quarterbacks, but not everybody look at the game that way. And I guess, you know, that's what you get out for sitting out of that bowl, you know? And I just look at that, you know, I, I look at 
the question, you know, does he really have that in factor? You know, because he hasn't won a big game this year in college. He had a lot of expectations, Heisman Trophy front runner, you know, maybe a college football playoff. And he has not met those expectations. So does he have that it factor, number one, but you also combine that with character, okay? Is this a guy that I want in my locker room? Is this a guy that I want to lead my group? Because generally, all quarterbacks are naturally leaders because that's the most important position in the NFL is the quarterback. They are the leaders. So do I want that guy with his character to be the leader of my group? You know how I feel about that. I think this guy's a diva. So that makes this question a little bit more compelling to me because I am taking that in consideration. With Justin Fields, I don't really have to worry about that. I think he's a humble guy. I think he's a very good individual who's forming chemistry with not only his teammates, but the fans. You hear him? Justin Fields. We want Justin Fields and all that. So there's a connection there. And that's really going to be hard for me to move off of. However, you know, uh, if the Bears are going to keep, you know, Justin Fields, because I'll give you my opinion at the end. But my opinion doesn't matter. It's what Ryan Poles failed. Ryan Poles got to sit back and say, you know what? We passed on a quarterback last year. Now, Zach, I don't know about you, my friend, but I would rather have C.J. Stroud than Justin Fields, okay, with all due respect. I think C.J. Stroud has shown us that he's a, today, a top 10 quarterback in the league. I can't really say the same thing about Justin Fields as of yet. So, is Justin Fields, has he shown me enough evidence to definitively move off of that number one pick again? Because I may not pick here ever again. Well, not ever again, but for the time being, okay? You have to be sure of that. And if the question is yes, then what you do need to do is invest in Justin Fields. I hate that term, build around Justin Fields. No, you need to invest in Justin Fields. Let me tell you the difference between investing and building around, okay? Because last year, they added a lot to the defense, right? They paid two um, inside linebackers or outside linebackers, you know, um, two contracts for the price of one that they would have had if they paid Wilcon Smith. Literally average about to the same thing that Wilcon Smith got from the Ravens. They need to do what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson this offseason. Not only did they pay Lamar Jackson, I'm not saying that you should pay Justin Fields, the financial part I do want to get into in my second lap, but not only did the Ravens pay Lamar Jackson, they got him a new coordinator in Todd Munkin, who is working hand-in-hand. It's like a partnership with Lamar Jackson. It's not really a coach, and I want you to do that, and I want you to pass, and I don't want you to run, and I'm coaching you out of your game. It's Lamar Jackson. Bring me some plays that you like to run, right? And Lamar Jackson even told y'all that he played the game Madden and got plays for Madden, okay? And they, you know, doing it, and it's looking like Madden on the field. They blowing teams out. Look what they did to the Dolphins. Look where they are right now as far as seeding. So the Bears need to copy that blueprint. Lamar Jackson is not different. Not too far different from Justin Fields. I should actually say that the other way. Justin Fields is not too different from Lamar Jackson. Not too far away, okay? But the changes, the investment in Justin Fields will get him to play close to Lamar Jackson and where Lamar Jackson is. So I think they need to do that if they think he's the guy. Invest in him. Get him some more weapons. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr., okay? Continue to bolster the trenches of this team and go out there and win the North, which y'all promised to do, Mr. Ryan Post. We are going to run the North. Don't ruin the North, okay? Run the North. And I think if they believe that Justin Fields is that guy, they need to do that. However, if they don't believe that Justin Fields is definitively 
with all the evidence right now, is the guy. If I have to sit back and question, I shouldn't even have to think right now. I should know my answer. If I don't know my answer right now, then you need to go Caleb Williams. I agree, and I think uh, this is where you're, uh, you're going to be going, but I, the contract definitely has a lot to do with it. Like, Fields is only going to be uh, under contract for one more year. Meanwhile, if you draft Caleb Williams, you have a brand-new, fresh rookie contract. And I think the issue with Fields is, like, when it comes to his development, I mentioned it in my first lap, is, like, I don't think the Bears have done him any favors since the day they drafted him. This year, they finally got him some help with DJ Moore, with Darnell Wright, second year under Luke Getze, but they haven't done him any favors. And I feel like if you were to bring him back and make like a Todd Munkin-esque move that you're suggesting, that would be his third offense in five years or, or four years, I should say, right? Yeah, four years, three offensive coordinators in four the thing, years. The thing though, it could work because, you know, Todd Munkin and Lamar is working right away. You know, it took a couple weeks, but it's like a match made in heaven. So I guess it all depends on the system and playing to your God's strengths. But I do agree that sometimes when you do change the offense consistently with different coordinators, it doesn't work. But Lamar Jackson's situation is, is different. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What year is Lamar in? This is his sixth year, and he's had two coordinators. So, like, that's like the change was needed, right? And I think the change is needed here, too. But it gets to a point where... I'm worried. I would be worried about fields just being overwhelmed. Like, man, three coordinators in four years, like that's just not a winning formula. So I think the more I think about it, the more clear it's becoming for me that they should draft Caleb Williams. And I feel for fields. Like, I think it was awesome that the fans uh, had like the big cut out of his head. They're chanting. We want fields. I thought he played great on Sunday against a pretty solid Falcons defense. And maybe if he goes into Lambeau field on uh, Sunday and knocks the Packers out, that will affect the bears decision. But I think like, man, the Panthers, they have that pick and um, they, you know, I don't think anyone expected Carolina to be this bad. Like I certainly didn't. And they were blessed like to have that pick. Number one, I don't think you could pass on Caleb Williams. And if you do like, and, and it doesn't work out, like that's going to be an all time regret that ultimately will cost Ryan Pulse's job. So I think the more I think about it, they should draft Caleb Williams just because of the ceiling, just because of the possible repercussions. But I'll make myself clear. Like, Wherever Justin Fields goes next year, if Chicago decides to move on, Atlanta's been a, a destination we've uh, spoke about a lot. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh could be a possible destination. Like There are a lot of options. Wherever he goes, I'll bet on Justin Fields to have success at his next destination. I, I think he could play, and I think he played very well on Sunday. I think that Justin Fields' progression as well is helping them get trade value for him, barring that they decide to move off of him. So I think... The more that he continues to play well, you know, I saw him slinging the rock, you know, in the last game, you know, um, getting out of a tackle, getting out of a sack situation, a, a negative play into a positive play. You know, Justin Fields can do that a lot. It's just the other mechanics that I think could grow in his game. And if it does grow in his game, we will know his name. And I don't mean like, yeah, we know Justin Fields, but Justin Fields, we have to say it with a little more pep in our step, okay? Like how we talk about Patrick Mahomes, okay? Like how we call him a homeboy. We're going to have a name. We don't have a nickname for Justin Fields yet. And I think if he adds that pep in his game, his pep in his step, we'll add a name. You know, Fields is the field, whatever it is, okay? Um, we talking about Fields. And I think my last point here in regards to Caleb Williams and what they should do, this is literally my last point, unless, Zach, we have any other, you know, um, takes to bring us home. I think when you look at the financial aspect of the equation, the Bears have um, the fifth-year option that they can exercise if they do opt to bring back Justin Fields. I figure that will be the move if they bring him back, which is an estimated 
$23.3 million, you know, um, 50 option. You look at the cap space is $67 million. So based on the economics, resetting the position alone is a good thing, you know, because it will give you that flexibility to have a quarterback on his rookie deal. So in closing, what Ryan Poles need to ask himself, okay, don't get caught up with the fans. We want fills. Hello? You say you want fills? Okay, I'm going to give you fills. No, no, no. You don't make decisions with emotion like that, okay? Don't, last what's question... going to happen if they beat the Packers, bro? Like, seriously, you know the Bears and the Packers have a, a big brother, little brother complex. The, every Bears yeah. fan is extremely jealous of the Packers, and that is not any lessened by what Jordan Love is doing this season. You remember this, these two teams playing week one, how hyped we, we were going into that game, debating who's going to be the better quarterback between these two guys. If Justin Fields goes into Lambeau and knocks the Packers out of the playoffs, based on everything the Bears have done in our lifetime, I feel like that just might be the golden ticket for Fields to say in Chicago. And what storylines going into that game, man? Probably the uh, best and most classic rivalry in the NFL. These two teams have been going at it for over a hundred years now in the freezing cold, the frozen tundra Lambeau field, the Packers playing for a playoff spot, Justin Fields possibly playing for his future in Chicago. I think week 18 is suiting up to be just an excellent weekend of football. This game is a major reason why, and I can't wait. Most definitely. And in closing, when you're Ryan Pose and you're looking in the mirror, you're bumping DMX, you're bumping Tupac, you know, that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. You know, when, you, when you're thinking about what you're going to do, the question that you need to ask in closing is, did Justin Fields show me, okay, enough definitively that A, okay, um, I could pass up on a potential generational prospect, and B, I could pass up on the financial flexibility that comes with drafting that generational prospect. And if A and B is not answered definitively, then you got to trade Justin Fields. Well, one last question for you before we move on. What do you think about Matt Eberfuss? Like, one thing I wanted to make myself clear, too, is if I'm drafting Caleb Williams, like, I think the most ideal situation, if you ask me, Zach, if you're a Bears fan, what would be the ideal head coach quarterback combination for you week one of next year? My answer would be Caleb Williams and Ben Johnson, because I think it would send like a weird, a weird mixed message for Chicago to draft Caleb and bring back Eberflus. And I'm not saying that because Eberflus has done like a poor job, but I think if you draft Williams, you need that offensive mind to go with them to develop him. Like that has hindered them with Trubisky that has hindered them with fields. I think fields and Eberflus are kind of a, a, a package. Like if you bring one back, you have to bring the other back. And if you decide to move on from one, you have to move on from the other one as well. Yeah, I agree 1000% with that take. You know, I think if you're going to trade Justin Fields, then you should reset the coach as well. Not only reset the quarterback position, but reset the head coaching position because it would just make sense that you're going, when you make a move like that, you are going in a different direction. You are making a 180 to make a 360. Okay. So, what you need to do in that scenario, I 1000% agree. I don't understand the logic behind bringing back. You know, Eberflus, the only way I can understand that is if you bring in back Justin Fields. So maybe that's a sign. Maybe it's nothing. OK, maybe they don't know what they're doing. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. They know. Or should they know? Right. Do they know? But if I am going Caleb Williams, I am definitely going a guy like Ben Johnson. That will be number one and, and pro probably an Eric enemy as a backup. You know, I would definitely get him an office of mine. 
because it's time to have a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards in this franchise. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. We've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. All ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.